Hi, friends. Welcome to a very special episode of That Sounds Fun podcast. I am your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm really excited for you to hear the conversation today with the women from She Reads Truth. If you don't know She Reads Truth, it's a Bible reading plan and a devotional plan that is available. New plans come out every two weeks, four weeks, eight weeks, however long they write them. They direct you on what to read in the Bible as well as kind of like a devotional reading about that text. There is She Reads Truth for Women and He Reads Truth for Men. And if you weren't around at Christmas, we got the She Reads Truth ladies to pop in here, Amanda Bible Williams and Rachel Myers. They both run She Reads Truth and they came in and talked to us about Advent. And so with Lent starting next week on Wednesday, March 1st, we thought we would get in here and talk about Lent. Now, here's something to say up front. You do not have to celebrate Lent. And we're going to talk about that in the interview. Lent is not something that is required of Christians or people of faith. It is just an interesting meaningful Christian seasonal practice that I grew up observing and really loved. And it really has grown to be maybe the most important part of my calendar year is what happens in Lent and what I study and what I read and how I focus. And my life just gets a little bit quieter, if you can believe that, for the 47 days of Lent from Ash Wednesday to Easter Sunday, which this year is on April 16th. The She Reads Truth and the He Reads Truth plans both start next Monday on February 27th, even though Lent doesn't officially start until Wednesday. There's also booklets that go like that you can study along with that you can order from shopshereadstruth.com. Now, you do not need them to do the plans, but they are available. So a couple of days ago, you guys knew that I was going to be sitting down with the She Reads Truth girls if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter. And so a bunch of people sent in questions. So what we did is the ladies came to my office and we all sat down and we started chatting about what Lent is and what it means. And we answered the questions you guys sent in. So I hope you will enjoy this conversation about a very special season in our Christian calendar, Lent, with the ladies from She Reads Truth. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks We've for had so us. many people say since our Advent one, because we really set ourselves up for this, because in our Advent one, what's, what's the matter with your coffee? <laughs> I okay, so the, the to-go lid on my coffee, when uh-huh. I just drank it, it, make a, it made a noise. It made a gurgling noise. It made the a noise. The vent was closed. <laughs> the so, vent was closed. I'm so sorry. I'm not mad. We're fine. I'll this is real that. life. We're j- Hello, this is the yeah, That, that Sounds was... Fun podcast. You're not on like or that sounds, fancy. that sounds gross. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds <laughs> juicy your coffee. is what it sounded. Um, we're back. And so we're back. And what I was saying is uh, we said to ourselves, we will do this at Lent. Yeah. And then as it got closer, people started saying, like, aren't the She Reads yeah. Truth girls coming back to talk about Lent? And I was like, yes, they, yes, they are. They, they sure are. are. Yes, they are. And it, Lent, today is Thursday. Nope, today's. Yeah, Thursday. The 23rd Man, I'm losing of uh, February. Thank you. We don't know, what <laughs> we don't know where is. it is. We don't know where we are. It's almost Here's March. what I know is next Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. But y'all's She Reads Truth and He Reads Truth plans start on Monday the 27th. The 27th. So we do, we're, we're doing this on purpose. So Monday and Tuesday of next week, um, we're taking two full days to talk about Lent. Oh, like smart. actually, like here's a little bit of history of Lent. Here's some scripture. Like so, we're taking two days to kind of lead up to 
Ash Wednesday. Got and it. Ash Wednesday is when we're actually studying. So for Lent this year, we're going through straight through the book of Isaiah, 66 chapters in yeah. 49 days. We're doing all 66 chapters. I all was wondering because I knew, I, I know what my assignment was, so I know mm-hmm. what I wrote, mm-hmm. but I didn't know if we, we did the, we do the whole thing. So we will oh, read yeah. the book of Isaiah. Men and women will read yes. the book of Isaiah yeah. during, Lent. during Lent. And so like cool. day one is Isaiah one and two. So we're doing two chapters a day. Got it. Kind of often. Are we still reading other things as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But, I do love that because I feel like I always get to read Old Testament and New Testament. It helps to be able to have the extra. But it's, um, honestly, on some of the days where it's like a lot of Isaiah, there's still supplemental reading, but it's a little lighter just because like, just to to be reasonable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So people don't hate you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Which, okay. So before we dive way deep into Lent, I was saying to Rachel, Amanda, before you got here, I have loved the Song of Songs plan. Mm. Good. And it leading right up to Isaiah is so interesting since they touch each other, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I just think, man, that is really interesting that the two books are next to each other, that we're doing that plan. I mean, I just think it's been a beautiful, the two you wrote already have been really beautiful. Oh, thank you. So. I don't think that we've done that before where we've done books um, back to back yeah. that, that are consa- that are ba- also back to back in the yeah. Bible. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we've gotten uh, mixed reviews on the on Song of Songs. It's hard. You yeah. know, it, it's, it's a tough book to read for different you know for lots of reasons it can be tough if it just feels like oh gosh you know love poetry is not my thing right and so that can get a little bit um tedious maybe reading all the imagery again and again and um but also I think it's a tough subject for um for a lot of us for different reasons and um and so the response to you know the written responses and everything have been really positive, but a lot of a lot of women um, are struggling going through it. But what I love is that they're reading it. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, like we're we're struggling. Yeah, we're yeah. struggling mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. and we're just like you know what, and it's given us the opportunity to say. Um, you know, we struggled through this too. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were there were times where when we were reading Song of Songs, and it'll and it'll happen. You know, with um, as we work through Isaiah, where we'll just go, guys, what have we done? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's God's word, yeah. and so we're supposed to read it, mm-hmm. and so right. it's um, just. And listen, when you made me read that. Paul, I struggle because mm, right. Paul and I are not besties. That's right. And I so I that. struggle through Paul's stuff too sometimes. Are well, you, you're going to join you us like for Peter. the summer study. I like Peter. Peter's your buddy. Are we doing Paul all summer? We're doing Romans. Oh, summer. see, I'll do. I I do. I will read it. And okay. after doing Beth Moore's Entrusted through Second Timothy, mm-hmm. Paul really softened. To you me. know what? I think that was actually a, like a news bulletin. We have not announced our summer study yet. Oh my gosh! So that just happened. Hi, Hi guys. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here folks. first. Heard it first, first folks. <laughs> So Rachel also does. I'm also not um, great at speech. Speechy. No. <laughs> speechy. No, that's what she does. She moonlights as um, cartoon character voices. Oh, well, certainly. Uh-huh. Well, I certainly. Do. I do. Her old scratch voice is really to be Just wait. To It'll be come. Admired. It'll come. She's perfecting it. Um, okay, so here's what we did for Lent. We, I kind of set out to the universe, ask us questions. And so we just probably need to dive into those or yeah. we're going to be here for six hours. But hmm. so let's start by, there are people who do not know what Lent is. Yeah. So let's start by like defining Lent yeah. and then we'll get rolling on the questions. Amanda's going to take that one. Amanda <laughs> Bible Williams. Well, hi everybody. Um, you can just call me Amanda. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Lent is part of the church calendar. The church calendar is, um, it is a calendar which is structured um, not by, uh, you know, 
seasons in nature, but around seasons in the life of a believer. And so, um, you know, you have Advent leading up to the birth of Christ, um, and then Lent leads up to the death and resurrection of Christ mm-hmm. in Easter Sunday. And so, so does it start at the end of Christmas, at the end of the 12 days of Christmas? No, there's a window. No, there's a window. There are some ordinary days. That's actually ordinary what they're days. called. Ordinary yeah. called days. ordinary time. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, and those don't mean, you know, just like bummer days, like mm-hmm. plain days. It just means normal days. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like counting the normal days of the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lent starts, and I always get confused seven starts on ash wednesday seven sundays before easter is that right Mm yeah Mm -hmm. um it's long that's that's what we know right and Mm -hmm. and we might sound a little bit new to lent because save for the last you know three to four years um we are new to lent and Mm -hmm. so we are very much um we have found that um adopting the rhythm of the church calendar and allowing it to sort of direct our gaze. So, you know, in the way that Advent prepares you for the birth of Christ, mm-hmm. Lent is just like a really long look at the cross sure. and the resurrection. Yeah. And so it is, um, it's very reflective. Mm-hmm. It's very, uh, it's been observed in different ways over the years. It goes way, way, way back to like the Council of Nicaea. Yeah, so yeah. Like, when did it start? Because that's one of the questions that came in. Let me tell you who it's from. From Jay Markfeld. She said, I've always wondered where in the Bible we get the inspiration for Lent. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that actually, she words that really accurately because Lent itself is not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was something that the early church um, developed as they were, you know, kind of developing these this church calendar Um it is something that they created. So it's created by man. It is mm-hmm. not mandated by God. Right. Um, but that feels the, super important to say. It you're, is. You're right. not right. doing wrong by not observing Lent. Right. You don't yeah. have to observe mm-hmm. Lent. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's something that we actually say in one of the introductory pieces that you'll read in the um, study book and on the site is that we are free to observe or to not observe Lent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is very, I think Lent is perhaps the most personal of the seasons yeah. on the it church calendar, it's me too. very yeah. personal, and so we um, we would not dare look at you and say you must observe land right. like mm-hmm. that is not what we are here to mm-hmm. do. But we have found, and the She Read Truth community has found that by slowing our pace for those um, this year, it's forty seven days, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I guess is it always? It always is because it always starts. It's Easter, right? It always starts on Wednesday, so it's always the same length. So it's it's um, forty days plus seven Sundays. Mm Um, which are feast days. So basically, in um, in the church calendar, it is. I like that you just, just say that in passing. Which are feast days? Yeah. Okay. Which, wait. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Go back. Go back. Wait a minute. There is are, that the day I could have chocolate and coke? Feast days. That's so what I, that's what Anna's seventh is. grade Annie would have said. That too. is right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that uh, is right. Uh, there <laughs> are there are many ways to observe it, but a traditional way of observing it is to fast mm-hmm. from something or to add on spiritual disciplines. So either yeah. or to both. or both. Mm-hmm. So maybe to fast from you know the Coke Ices is a great example. Uh, to, <laughs> For some people, I don't know who. <laughs> to fast from a delight or something yeah. that you, um, that Not is Not something like, that's wrong. 
right. that's not the point. We're not we're not really fasting from sin. Although, if that's what the Lord that tells be nice? you, if the Lord tells you that's what you're to do, then yes. But this is not, an old snatch. There's a di- there's a difference right. though. I mean, because we repent from sin, yeah. we don't fast. For, I mean, we repent and turn, turn away. 180 degrees right. away from the sin, not to turn back. Right? right. We hate and forsake our sin. Right. But with with Lent or with this like idea of like giving something up, it's just giving up like a man said, like a delight. Something to refocus, right. like to refine our delight in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's right. it's a very different thing. Sin and coke ices. Sure. They're right. different. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, for some wait, of us, well, if you really want to dig we in. We might need to get into the heart of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The heart of but that's between you and the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah, because um, that is a question that I want us to get to after we do this is like, right. how do you decide, Sarah Buchanan said, how do you right. decide what to give up and what to add in? Mm-hmm. I, I want to get to that. Yeah, and um, so it also, um, in speaking of fasting, you know, it's traditionally um, has been seen by some as a season of sort of self-denial where you are um, demonstrating, you know, death to the self as as Christ died on the cross. And so because, because you know, Scripture tells us that we um, that our sinful selves are put to death with him, mm. right, and mm-hmm. and risen uh, to new, raised to new life. Uh, so it's sort of just a very practical, tangible way of um, telling old scratch where his place is. Come on, <laughs> that's right. Get out of here, scratch. Uh, so I think um, now for you know there are there are a lot of ways that you can um, I think twist to that mm-hmm. to make it um, a a legalistic thing where it is about the giving up of the thing right. instead of the leaning really, really hard into Jesus and the gospel and mm-hmm. what he did on the cross. I mean, would you say it's like, a, for me, my experience, I grew up Methodist, so I know that, and this is something I want y'all to answer, traditionally Lent is a Catholic mm-hmm. observation, right, season that they observe. But I grew up Methodist, and Methodists do Lent as well. Right. And, and we were taught, I mean, you know, as a middle school, I was going, okay, I won't drink Coke and I won't do this sure. and whatever, but, but it's about making space. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And it's just about removing something or adding something that gives you space to focus more right. intently. It just gets quieter. Mm-hmm. It's just right. meant to be quieter. I think, you know, I was thinking about Lent um, this morning and how for me, I think, you know, this is why I say it's a very personal thing because I think that we could each kind of give sort of our interpretation of what that means. And that's okay mm-hmm. because it is not you know, prescribed, prescribed in scripture. In right. um, and so for me, I feel like my, you know, throughout the year um, and over time, um, there are these sort of um, monuments of self that stack up oh, little on. piece by piece. So like my pride, mm-hmm. my expectations, my um, maybe bitterness and resentment, sin for sure, other types of sin. Um, and, I think that Lent for me is a time when I really um, give the Lord permission to just knock all that down mm. and to just say, I, you know, to to admit to myself and to the Lord what my idols are, where I've been looking to, mm-hmm. where I've been sure. looking for my delight yeah. and for my sustenance and for my peace mm-hmm. and my, you know, all of those things, joy, mm-hmm. and to reorient myself, my heart, my life, my actions around the cross Mm -hmm. and resurrection of Christ. Yeah. And I love that, Amanda, because I think, you know, it's absolutely accurate that Lent, the season of Lent is not prescribed in the Bible. It's not even described in the Bible. But what is 
described and prescribed in the Bible is repentance, is that like turning to Christ, is that like even like that removing ourselves, you know, Jesus went away and he removed himself um, for prayer, for the purposes of prayer and drawing near to the Father. And that was descriptive, but I believe also prescriptive. Right. Mm -hmm. and and so while we you know we say like hey don't worry Lent is not something you have to do mm. but something that we do have to do have to <laughs> right as Christians right. I got you. Yeah, is yeah. is repent is mm, is right. turn away and and um I mean the sackcloth and ashes it's something we joke about and I I mean I sometimes say in jest you know sackcloth and ashes right but <laughs> but the reality is I think the longer and, and Lent is long yeah but it gives us this it's so long, long. you don't <laughs> think it's long, long until day 18 yeah and you're like oh you're I'm like, not halfway through I got what? it cool 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I got it cool 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 everybody be cool <laughs> yeah but like the longer you get into you know repenting becoming aware Lord show me my sin Lord mm-hmm. show me how far I am from you. The the length is so good because it gives us the long amount of time needed to become aware of our need for Christ. And Mm. at the very end, he meets the need. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, in uh, the the she, the girl that asked about the inspiration in scripture, so um, Jesus being tempted in the wilderness and also just the Israelites wandering in the wilderness and depending on the Lord Daily for their sustenance and, and their happens survival over and over again. In the Bible. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's Noah right. and the flood. Mm-hmm. It's the Israelites. Mm-hmm. It's you know. So I think it's important to remember that even though, like as Rachel said, Lent is not um, in Scripture per se. The church um, founders didn't come up with it willy nilly. Like they weren't mm-hmm. just like, "Hey, let's do this thing. It's going to be really great." Like there let's was a there holiday. was thought right. there there's thought and intention and there's purpose behind it and so. I think that just as one doesn't have to apologize for not participating, like mm-hmm, if that's right. not your thing. I also don't think that as a believer that you have to, you know, you have to apologize for participating. You know, it's right. It's um, either way is acceptable, and it really just depends on what the Lord is asking of you, mm-hmm. and um, if this is, you know, if this is what's going on in your relationship with Him. And so, right. um, but I will say that uh, that you know, it's not. Um, it's not something that I think we've ever gotten to the end of and thought, wow, I sure regret that. <laughs> Serious. I, I mean, you in know. my whole life, I've never gone, man, I wish I wouldn't have observed Lent. Yeah. Right. So- and I mean, honestly, for, you know, as we're here talking about the She Reads Truth community, we can say, you know, come and join us for Lent. Or if you'd rather, come join us for the book for of Isaiah. Isaiah. Right. I mean, really, whatever you right. want to call it, come read the Bible with us. Yep. Come yeah. see what the Lord has to say yeah. through the prophet Isaiah. Right. Yeah. And here's what happens. I'm going to read just a little bit of truth here to you guys. Um, in Acts 3, um, I'm going to start um, in verse 17. He says, and now, brothers and sisters, I know that you acted in ignorance, just as your leaders also did. In this way, God fulfilled what he had predicted through all the prophets, that the Messiah would suffer. Therefore, repent and turn back so that your sins may be wiped out, that seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus, who has been appointed for you as the Messiah. Um, and so that's what happens when we sit, spend those seasons in repentance. They can be heavy, yeah. long, even kind of dark in a sense where we're really looking face to face at our sin mm-hmm. and our shortcoming mm-hmm. and our desperate, desperate need for a Savior. Yeah. Uh, but 
you know, as um, I believe it was, is it Robert McShane who said, you know, for every one look at yourself, take 10 looks at the cross Mm -hmm. because is, you know, only when we understand the depth of our sin, can we understand the depth of his grace Mm -hmm. and like what Mm -hmm. Jesus actually did on the cross. Mm -hmm. And And I remember Amanda, you telling me, man, maybe two years ago, you said, I don't know if you wrote it, but I assumed that you were telling me, um, but you were saying, only do this if if you're brave, but ask Jesus to show you your sin yeah. day after day. Like commit to like a maybe like maybe it's a two weeks, maybe it's forty yeah. days. But like if you ask Jesus to show you your sin, and I think Amanda, you said oh, that you is actually like so painful. Though. Yeah, it's so painful. Yeah. I mean you have to. I mean you is careful what you wish for. I mean that's why like you when you pray for, for patience. Yeah. Why? But Amanda, <laughs> no. I think you said you asked a friend to pray that for you too. It was an really? assignment. I did write about it once, mm-hmm. and um. I think for Shears Truth a few years ago, but it was an assignment when I when I first came to Nashville and I was working with the youth group at Christ Community Church, mm-hmm. and we were sort of going through a discipleship program as we were going through one as the interns, and then we were leading kids um, in our little discipleship groups. Yeah. But one of the assignments we were given was to pray for two weeks, every day for two weeks, that God would reveal our sin, but that we would ask two people to pray that for us as well. Mm -hmm. So I asked my mom and then my friend, Darylin, who was also going through the program with me, um, they prayed every day that God would reveal to Amanda her sin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And as I was praying that too, and he did, I'm just, if you, if you pray that prayer, he will answer that prayer. But you know, but those seasons of refreshing, yeah, it's um, for a purpose. You're not just doing it so that you see how terrible you are. Right. It's for a purpose. But imagine right. if a for two weeks purpose. you ask the Lord to show you your sin, and then on that last day, let's say it's Easter Sunday. Right. I mean, like, what a different... It's not about, like, Easter baskets and cute hats and gloves. No. <laughs> it's such a, like, it is a day that you dance. Yeah. 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 You dance. Um, I think that's a really good segue into who asked the question about when it's about giving things up and when that's tough. Is that yeah. the question? You yeah, that asked? is a question. Um, let me look for it. Uh, her name is OHX Beloved. She said, I have a question. As a relative newbie to Lent, how do you stay strong when things get hard and you're tempted to give in to what you're supposed to be giving up? I mean, that's the question, right? Like that is part of that practice is that you know it will be hard, mm-hmm. that you will be tempted. and um, And I think... You know, I mean that's that's just the thing. The thing is, is there's not an answer to that. The answer is only to just le- just to you know turn, turn, turn to Jesus over and, and over again. Here's what I like about that. I like the word practice because mm-hmm. I think that's what fasting is. I think it's practice mm. because there will come times where we are truly things are removed from us without our say, right? But if we practice in whatever it is, this giving up and this like, you know, I want this, but I'm going to turn back to Jesus. I'm going to turn back to Jesus for that practice of like, Lord, help me to rely on you. Help Mm -hmm. me to need you more than anything. It becomes a practice and an exercise like for our spiritual muscles so that when the testing of our faith comes, the true testing, the inescapable 
testing. Yeah. We have those spiritual muscles to go, no, Lord, I, we, we've done this. We've been yeah. here. Yeah. We've worked these muscles. Yeah. I know just how to lean on you. Do you know what's yeah. funny is I'm, the Lord and I are walking through something just like that right now where I'm, he's asking me to believe him. Mm. And every time I feel like, I don't know if I can do it another day, I go, this is, and I have mm-hmm. to say to myself, you're getting stronger. Mm-hmm. You're building your belief muscles. You mm-hmm. know what the word says. You do not need a sign. Mm-hmm. You do not need a cloud. You do not need something in the mail. Yeah. You know you just have to work out your muscles. This mm. is another day you get to work out. So what do you believe about God? And my journal, y'all should see. If you want to read it later, we can. Uh, my journal the last couple of days is like, I believe that God is fill in the blank. Uh, and because I'm just working out. It's yeah, just like going to the gym. I am just getting my belief yes. muscle stronger. And that's what Lent does for me too, is it just strengthens us mm-hmm. because we are working out, not because we're sitting there Mm-mm. and just... in. But that's not how the gym works either. Mm-mm. The gym doesn't work by showing up and sitting by the machines. I wish. The gym, right. <laughs> right. And better, better still. I want it to work um, when I think about going to the gym. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When you're driving home, when you're commuting mm-hmm. home. I want to say the word gym. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And, but and it's same spiritual and no one wants to But that's do the that. thing. Like we don't actually become closer to God by giving up Coke ICs. Right. That the simple act, if you did it perfectly for 40 days just gave up my quicker like whatever it's a it's really fine. hard example y'all you <laughs> don't become like you don't become closer to god That's it's right. it's the act of like turning to him needing him mm-hmm. like if, i hope it's hard it's in whatever that place where you're yeah. longing for yeah. the thing that you have given up or the thing you're fasting from mm-hmm. that you go why do i want that so bad what right. is my like where's my desire like yeah. what if yep. i desired you this much yeah yeah I think that um, that one of we the can keys, give another example other than Coke. I no, you can do it. I, I really it. like people it. People get it. I know people I really know. like it. I might fast from that. I haven't had one in years, but I'm gonna listen. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could pick things that we didn't participate in, right? <laughs> um, I think that fasting one, from France. One, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's that a good example. Um, I think the key is it's not about the thing that you gave up. It's always about Jesus. And the cross mm-hmm. and the resurrection. And so it is not, um, you know, it, the thing is just a reminder. Yeah. And so I am, I am abstaining from social media for 40 days because, um, because when I go to pick up my phone and push my Instagram app, I'm going to remember, wait, I'm not doing that. Wait, why am I not doing that? I'm not doing that because and yeah. so mm-hmm. it's just this it's it's exactly that just this practice this posture of turning toward the gospel tor- you know mm-hmm. turning away from self mm-hmm. because that is not my natural inclination mm-hmm. you know those those monuments of self build up because I give it play in my life mm-hmm. and I yeah. say sure yeah I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and and have that um prideful thought and I'm mm-hmm. going to nurse it all day yeah. And so it like, and so there, that there's that. And then tomorrow I might put just a little bit of like self-pity on top. Yeah. And then the next day I might put this and it can be subtle. And so I think that, you know, part of Lent is taking, um, remembering, like taking something small. Right. Um, like a Coke Icy. Thank you. And, and, <laughs> and allowing it to represent something larger so that, so that, I can look at the things that should be large and be that I've been treating as small things, you know, Mm, like I need to, a lot of my, a lot of things in my life are reversed. You know, Uh, I I look at the small things and think, Oh, those are the things that matter. mm. Like, like your opinion of me, that's the big thing in my life right now. No, it's not. Right. That's a small thing here. Let's remember what the big thing really is. So a couple of people, let's, let's zoom back a little bit again. There's probably four questions that are about 
why the Catholic Church is always celebrated in Lent, but the evangelical church, the Protestant church, is just coming around to it. So quite like Montana Moxie, many young Christians are incorporating the church calendar, the liturgy, traditional practices, even though they attend non-denominational churches that don't practice or promote these traditions. Why do you think that's interesting to young evangelicals? And how come Melissa Crawford says, how come Lent isn't more talked about among other denominations? Vanessa says, I know how important Lent is to the Catholic Church, but what does it bring to Christians in general? Mm-hmm. Which I feel like we've kind of hit on. But what what is that? The, what Talk about that. I think that something that is attractive to us, um, to millennials, to just really any of us these days, it feels like... Um, it feels like we desire that rhythm that maybe we've stepped out of or not understood for a while. And mm-hmm. I think that that's something that the church calendar brings um, that, you know, the Israelites had. They had these festivals, they had these feasts, and they had these rhythms, these several times a year. Yeah. They had these things that they did to remind them to kind of walk out their faith. Right. And, you know, while we don't necessarily, like, celebrate the Feast of Purim or Feast of Tabernacles, we, we, we you know, we celebrate Pentecost, some of us or yeah. not, but... But what we, what I think um, attracts a lot of people, whether they are Protestant or Catholic, you know, they they want the rhythm. They want yeah. that like that forced rhythm. Almost. It is a forced rhythm, mm-hmm. right? And you know, to go like, oh no, we're pausing right now, and mm-hmm. we're going to think about mm-hmm. the thing that probably if I didn't have to, I wouldn't think about all year. Yeah. But nope, we're doing this right now. And then you know, we get into you know Advent again. Yeah. And, and what we, happens between Lent and Advent? Is there an, is it ordinary days or is there something else? No, there's, there's, there are there's things. Other, there's, there's a couple. Other I mean, but those are the two big those ones, are the right? Babies. Lent yeah. and Advent are the two ones that kind of universally the church has celebrated mm-hmm. or started to celebrate. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. Pentecost. I mean, Pentecost, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And Christmas Day, the Christmas Tide, mm-hmm. as our friend right. Preston Yancey calls mm-hmm. it. He taught me that. Right. Like I've, I've thought about Preston. I can't really talk about the church calendar without thinking about Preston. I'm like, oh, I hope he's not listening. I'll reveal how much I still have to learn about the church. Calendar. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, um, but it's, I, I think um, a word that I keep coming back to lately and just in my real, my personal relationship with scripture is tethered. Mm-hmm. Um, like oh, I want okay. to remain tethered to God's word. Mm-hmm. I want that to be the thing that doesn't move and that I don't move from it, that I mm-hmm. don't, I don't become disconnected. Mm-hmm. I think there's something about the church calendar and some of these old um, these traditions, traditions yeah. of the church that go back to, you know, like, like Lent to the council of Nessia in like 300 something. Sure. I mean, like that's a long time ago, you guys. And so to, to be tethered um, to, uh, the the church that has gone before us, mm-hmm. and to those to those traditions, and to those that will come after us, and just the, you know, in the way that um, so many women around the world find comfort in reading She Reads Truth, because if you're reading along with the community reading plan, you know that you know today we all read from Song of Songs chapter whatever Six it was, right? Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Then um, then. Uh, you know, and then when we start to read Isaiah, to know that that many, you know, hundreds of thousands of women are reading yeah. Isaiah at the same and time. Men now. Yeah. And, and men now. Yeah. And men. And There's so a unity to that. There yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is a reminder of the um, the global church, the church across time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, for me, I can only say why I am interested in Lent and drawn yeah. to Lent, like to answer her question and what I've observed in the Shiri's Truth community, but that is um, in a world where it feels like anything goes a lot of times, you know, and we can sort of create our own truth. I think mm-hmm. that there is so much value 
and um, and being tethered to God's word, but also to you know reach out on either side of us and link arms with the church, yeah. mm-hmm. and to say you know we are as a church, as a church with a capital C, going yeah. to spend the next seven weeks looking toward the cross mm-hmm. and remembering who Jesus is, why he had to die, um, remembering my sin, yeah. and then uh, you know acknowledging and understanding the fullness of his victory over yeah. sin and death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and when you think of it that way, I'm like, I don't know, seven weeks enough? Maybe not. <laughs> because it's a lot. It's a lot of ground to cover. And yeah. it's a lot. I like um, thinking about the victory over sin. So at our yeah. church, we have... I don't know, maybe not every church does this, but um, there are a couple of churches here in Franklin that have, you know, whether it's a rug or a hand drawing or actual like a mosaic tile of a dragon right outside the um, oh, wow. the church steps. And especially on Easter Sunday. So if it's Easter Sunday, they bring a, a giant carpet that's a dragon and we stomp the dragon on our uh, way out on, isn't on Easter great? Sunday. That is really cool. I mean, we stomp old scratch. Old scratch yeah. gets stomping because on Easter Sunday. Because there is Sunday. victory. Yeah. There is just like, it is like... I mean, just the way we like wave our palm branches, like our arms are going to fall off on Palm yeah, Sunday, but yeah. coming back and just going like, no, he conquered death. He conquered the grave for every yeah. one of us. And Man, y'all should have seen me in the car today. I was having a yeah. moment with Jesus and I was like, you always win. Yeah. You always win. Mm-hmm. You always win. You always win. I'm reminding you because there's a situation you need to win yeah. and you always win. You know, yeah. you're a winner. You're a winner, Lord. You're a winner. <laughs> um, okay, Amanda, you said something interesting, Rachel. I would love for you to speak into this. Liz texted in and said, "My pastor, Baptist pastor, doesn't believe in participating in Lent and said it was wrong." I happen, she says, to find it an excellent way to refocus and contemplate Jesus' sacrifice. What do you think? Mm. So, what I mean, we want to hold hands with the church, but mm-hmm. there, there's maybe there's portions of the church that say Lent is wrong. I imagine that there's got to be more to that conversation. Sure. Like, first of yeah. all, like I think with that pastor, like I don't, I, I don't imagine that he's just like it's wrong, and I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, so I'm sure wrong. he has See really like yeah. thoughtful reasons for maybe what is wrong about it, or maybe that it's. So I'm going to give like a first start with the blanket of grace of like I yes. don't know the whole situation there, um, but I think what is right is all of those things that we talked about at the beginning of this mm-hmm. thing. So like like we said, yes, Lent isn't outlined in the Bible as this is what the church must do. Mm-hmm. But the um, spirit, heart, and actions of Lent are. Right. It are scriptural. And so whether you um, choose to say, I'm observing Lent, um, or I'm reading my Bible and I'm seeking the Lord and I'm repenting of my sin and asking Him to show me my sin, yeah. um, I it becomes a little semantical for me. Yeah, I think, um, and I would um, I would invite her to not let anyone tell her not to repent. Mm. I mean, not let anyone tell her not. And this isn't like a hey, you know. I, yeah, I I cover this in a like I don't know the whole situation there. Yeah, but. Um, but if anyone ever tells you that you don't need to repent, then they're probably not teaching you from Scripture. Yeah, and the and you know there could be this language of what what someone assumes Lent looks like. Yeah, right. Are these twelve things? Well, and, and it we might don't be fasting. Do yeah, no, right. it might be like here's here are the the reasons that fasting have you know become something that it shouldn't be, and yeah, that's totally. wrong. Like I think there are a lot of things about Lent that probably. Jesus might, you know, look at and go, hmm. Coke Ices. Jesus is like, seriously, Dallas? We're talking about Coke Ices? Right. Yeah. You know, like, I think that there are things that he would look at and just go, that is not the spirit of what Mm. we're doing here. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that, like, that's something that, man, I just think, like, 
that's kind of why I like that we're starting Lent two days before Lent starts yeah, because it gives it. us those two days to go, all right, Lord, I know that Wednesday's coming and I know kind of how I am going to choose to observe Ash yeah, Wednesday yeah. even. And that's another know, very liturgical I think, thing. Yeah, right? I, I haven't been going to Ash Wednesday yeah. services mm-hmm. historically, but I want to. I and But be, it gives us these two days to kind of go like, Lord, how are we, you and I? Mm-hmm. The relationship mm-hmm. here is between me and my creator, right. me and my savior. Right. And so like, I want to talk to the Lord about how he's asking me to observe Lent. Right. And I mean, Ash Wednesday is a really fun conversation to have, honestly, because right. there's, I haven't been to a lot of Ash Wednesday services, but one time, two years ago, three years ago, I um, met, I was downtown Franklin yeah. and there was a priest on the street and he was, it was a couple of priests on the street, I think from the Methodist church. And they yeah. said, because Jesus died so publicly, you know, this is something do. we can do in public oh, as well. Cool. And so he was, you know, and so I stood and talked with the priest for a long time. And, you know, they put the ashen cross on your forehead and yeah. you know, talk about, you know, from dust you came and to dust right. you will return or remember that you are dust is another thing that they'll say. Yeah. But it's it's a moment yeah, of that's going. What I can still. I mean, I, need, I still feel yeah. like I'm in middle school or high school, yeah. going like from yeah. dust you came and from dust you turned. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. so is it? So when we think about the church, is it Catholics, Lutherans, Methodists who add it to their normal calendar, and everybody else is kind of adopting it? Um, I I was looking. I was reading some articles about this this week, and there's an article um, that Trevin Wax, he's the uh, Bible publisher at B and H. He wrote for Gospel Coalition two, looks like two, almost three years ago, uh-huh. and it was on the subject of why are why are evangelicals embracing Lent again and mm-hmm, some rejecting mm-hmm. it, and so he said a couple of things that I think we've tried to say um, a little less eloquently here. <laughs> that I'm just going to read this yeah. short paragraph. Some younger evangelicals appreciate Lent as an opportunity to implement a spiritual discipline that has a long history within various wings of Christianity. Mm. Catholic, Orthodox, and many Protestants observe this time of reflection. Other evangelicals believe Lent has potential of leading us back into the bondage of perpetual penitence and rituals common to to, to, to Catholicism, excuse me, to which the reformers rightly reacted. Mm -hmm. Um, So some say it's a historical practice with spiritual benefits. Others say evangelicals have historically rejected it because of its potential excesses. And And I wonder if that's maybe what... Yeah. Her pastor was Potential kind of going excesses. like, yeah. "This is so. why it's dangerous. Like, don't get, don't diet because mm-hmm. this isn't you know, a diet, right? No. Right? Yeah. And and also, Lent is not your savior. No, you know, <laughs> fasting is not your savior. Yeah. But um, gosh, can it fall into that? It did. It, I can. can. Yeah. It's dangerous. <laughs> well, listen, yeah. yeah. I needed you to quit preaching. Sorry. On the podcast, mm-hmm. Amanda Bob Williams, mm-hmm. you are bringing a word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything can. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I I remember and I remember conversations uh, with people where Lent was. Okay, I'm going to exercise every day, yeah. and I'm going to only yeah. eat fruits and vegetables and meat, and it's I'm going to self-help. lose 20 pounds. It's a self-help season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and to improve myself. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a season of self-improvement, mm-hmm. and that's not the goal. And that's what I think about, like, when I, like if Jesus were to examine the way we handle Lent, are we handling it in a way to, like, I'm going to fast and also lose a couple of pounds? Oh, right. Or, I'm so bad about you know, that. I'm so bad about multi-purposing mm-hmm, spiritual mm-hmm. disciplines. I am yeah. I am a monster. Jesus, that, show me my sin. You just did. Yeah. That's actually I um did not give up anything for Lent last year because I could not separate it from my desire to lose weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought 
or my desire to, you know, be like my friends who are giving up social media or be like, I was like, you know what? Yeah. I'm just going to just stare straight at the cross mm-hmm. <laughs> for, I'm going to, I'm just start, I'm going to start there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to fast from looking to the left or the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, I, you know, I, I think that it is a very personal mm-hmm. thing. And I think that we definitely need to resist the temptation to um, assess other people's yeah. and I situation. Think, I think that's you know? what my lit situation. Mean, right. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's what, like, hopefully, I really hope that what she reads truth and he reads truth is inviting the world to yeah. this season, yep. this Lenten season, but whatever it is, you know, starting next week, we're inviting men and women to read through the book of Isaiah, which is an incredible Book. Oh gosh! Yeah, talk about it for a minute. I'm I mean, so thrilled. It is. It's so hard to read. It's Let's so be straight hard to up. Read. It's Here's so hard to read. I will tell you, Annie, it's all prophecy. So the first day, um, Wednesday. Yeah. Um, Ash so Wednesday. so Ash Wednesday. Um, I'm supposed to be writing, and I oh. sh- and I was supposed to have turned this in. I was about to say, mm-hmm. I know the deadlines, girl. You mm-hmm. have long past your no, deadline. She's in trouble. <laughs> I am in trouble. So I also she's the boss. Yeah. So here's the you deal. Yeah, really I agree. Yeah. Y'all get to be late. I don't. Here's the thing about this, and um, there are many things. So I have, you know, I've been assigned Isaiah chapter 1 and chapter 2, and I read my reading, you know, every morning for about a week and a half. And I was just like, okay, like, I just want to meditate on this. I want to get it right. Like, I just want to spend time. Lord, what are you showing me here? But the reality is, you guys, Isaiah is a hard book, Mm -hmm. and I am yet to write my piece. Okay, so there's one line from chapter 1, verse 22, and it's not even the whole verse, but God is talking to Isaiah, calling them the unfaithful city. And he says to them, your silver has become dross. Oh, wow. And I feel like I haven't been able to get past that line. And just like, yeah. Lord, I need, to, like, I need to sit in that conviction before I can ever even put a pen to paper. Yeah. Because, I mean, so often we like, think about in Scripture, like, you know, we talk about like, our gold to refine and how we go through the fire and we come out as gold because mm-hmm. Jesus, you know, the refiner's fire. But he was saying to to Israel, I, you went through the fire, and what you were truly made of was dross. Ugh. And dross is what? And dross is like the crud that was left. Yeah. Like there was no silver to be found. There was Your silver, good. it's yeah. it's the stuff that blows away. Yeah. So what was you what you were made of? It, it's there blowing away. And we can because we've been grafted in. Yeah. We can read the the whole Bible yes. is for us. Yeah. So we and as even, Protestant even, or as Gentiles, Protestants, Catholics, we can anything that the Bible says mm-hmm. is for us. Can you believe That's that? Right. So Isaiah chapter one verse twenty two because we are grafted in is good news. Yeah. So like, how is that? And like, that's, I want to look at that and go like, Lord, how is that good news? And what you're saying about Israel, is that something that you're speaking to me today with your living and active word? Lord, what, what would it look like if, you know, what would cause me to get to a place where my silver would be dross or Mm. where is it now? And Lord, refine it, Mm. find like only like your refiner's fire can make it pure and worthy and only you are worthy. I, all that to say, bless us, Isaiah is an intense book. There's yeah. a lot of judgment in Isaiah, yeah. and there's a lot of hope. And there's a yeah. lot of something that's really neat about the book of Isaiah. There are a lot of unique things. The word salvation is used 
30 times in the book of Isaiah. Okay. All the other prophets combined use the word salvation 10 times. <gasps> really? Yeah. So like there's, it's a, there's a heavy salvation theme in Isaiah. Another thing that's really great is that it actually covers the whole um, breadth of Jesus' life. It covers the prophecies of his birth, his death, his ministry, his death, his burial, wow, his resurrection, okay. his ascension. So like all of this is covered in Isaiah, um, which is, you know, I don't remember. Is it 400? No, it's more than 400 years. From start to finish? No, um, before Jesus' um, life. I think a thousand years. I Don't quote me on that, guys. I think yeah. we landed around 700. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's debatable, as is mm. much. As is, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, that is, I'd actually, there's a there's a, um, a page in the study book where we kind of address some of these fun facts about mm-hmm. Isaiah. Yeah. And, um, and we can still and, order the study book, right? Yeah. This yes. is Thursday, but the week before. Yeah, so yes. we can still order the study book. And we'll ship it to you as quick as we can. The good news yeah. is Lent is long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so you'll be good. So we yeah. still have plenty of she books, mm-hmm. he books, we and do. Kid, kid cards. We right do now have, we do. We yeah. do have Kids Read Truth cards. Um, the She Reads Truth books we still have okay. as of today, as of recording. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right. Go ahead, Amanda. Sorry. Um, I just wanted to check on that. But what Rachel said is right. Like it, uh, You get this a, a sense of the whole message of scripture in Isaiah, a sense of it, you know, it's obviously not all of scripture, but there is all of that, um, that judgment and just like a look at, you know, Israel's sin. Yeah. Um, and then in rebellion and then, you know, God saying judgment is coming. Like I, you know, I, I'm a holy God. I, I'm not going to ignore this mm-hmm. kind of thing. But then the promise of a savior. Yeah. And so, and, and isn't that what scripture is? I mean, you see um, rebellion over and over and over of God's people, um, you know, turning away from God and God pursuing and then Christ taking our judgment mm-hmm. and providing salvation. Um, and so in that way, it's really kind of a perfect book to read through mm-hmm. um, for Lent because in the same sense that Lent feels so long and gosh, I'm just, I'm becoming so ever aware of my sin, mm-hmm. but that is for a purpose. That is so that we understand the salvation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We yeah. cannot understand the fullness of the salvation and the need for it if we don't see um both our sin and also what could have been, you know, mm-hmm. the judgment oh, that right. was due us. Mm-hmm. Right. That's um, good. Yeah. And, and like Ray said, I mean, it's just, it's super interesting. Isaiah's name means the Lord saves mm-hmm. um, itself. And then he uses the word salvation um, over and over. And I, and it's quoted, it's the most quoted book Old Testament is the most quoted um, Old Testament book in the New Testament. So the New Testament writers quote the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah the more than any other. Okay, that's exactly what I wanted y'all to talk about next because, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago there was a Beth Moore taught a bunch of young women mm-hmm. about, and she one of the things she said about like how to mm-hmm. use your voice well. Mm-hmm. One of the things she said is read Matthew to Revelation as many times as you can in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. I love that. I mm-hmm. totally agree. Also, I'm an OT lover. Mm-hmm. I love the Old mm-hmm. Testament. So, why do we need both? Why do we? Why are we spending Lent, the season leading up to the resurrection, the death and resurrection of Christ in the Old Testament? You want to take it? Right? I I have so I I I think we something have, I we love have big feelings. About something this, I love Annie. about yeah. Listen, I love the OT. So y'all are <laughs> yeah. always going to have me on that. Something really cool to me about the Old Testament is because it, it's God talking to His people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, directly, you know, whether it be directly or through prophets or um, through, let's say, through Moses or that kind of like, there's just so much of him just, you know, 
interacting mm-hmm. with his people, mm-hmm. prophesying through his prophets yep. to his people in a way, just in such a unique way and in mm-hmm. such a formative way that, like on one hand, like it teaches us what's happening, but it teaches us so much about God's character. Yeah, We learn God's character in the Old Testament. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that is one of the most beautiful really things beautiful. to actually know who he is, who are we serving? Mm-hmm. How does he react to us? How does he love us in spite of us? Yeah. There's so much to learn about God's character in the yeah. Old Testament. Okay. Um, I think another reason is because Jesus read the Old Testament, like Jesus mm-hmm. knew scripture. Yeah. And man, Jesus when he stands quoted up and scripture. reads Isaiah 61, mm. I want to see that so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to watch that back on video when mm-hmm. we get to heaven. When he gets mm-hmm. them to hand him the scroll and he gets, I, I, I assume they get to pick which one, I don't know, or he just hands it one and he just r- rips it open in front of everybody and says, you know, yeah. I, have been, I, I have been sent here to set the captives free. Yeah. And then closes it and sits down and says, that's been fulfilled in your presence. Well, come on I mean, right? right and that i think is the other thing that i would say is that sorry for you blowing know, into the mic no it's, you have to you <laughs> i love it of, i read that so i read that in yeah. lazarus right now so yes, much yes. those two stories of jesus yeah. sitting down and going because everyone's eyes it says everyone's eyes were fixed on mm, him mm. and it's like that's the thing when jesus sets captives free mm. all the eyes are fixed on him mm-hmm. right yeah mm. um you know this the New Testament is is a marvel in itself, right? And the stories that it contains, and it's just, I mean, Jesus and all his glory and just who is this man, and he's turning everything upside down and everything we thought we knew. But when you put that in context of the Old Testament, and it's, this isn't, I mean, he's the Savior who... Um, who did who you know is the god incarnate who did live a sinless life on earth who did die who was raised from the dead who did appear to his disciples and ascended to heaven but he is also the one that was foretold you know from hundreds of years before through the mm-hmm. prophets so this i think what the old testament does in reading the old testament it just helps us to um to take that to just back up mm-hmm. several thousand feet and say, right. this was not, you know, God's plan B, as they say. Like, this was mm-hmm. not that, that God planned from the beginning of time to, to send a Savior to save his people from his sins. And so, you know, Jesus was not the afterthought after all the rebellion or whatever, like, like Jesus, it was from the foundations of right. the earth. He wasn't the solve so, at the, like, oh, right. He wasn't like, solve. Oh, we've got a, yeah. Yeah. we have a leak. Somebody fix mm-hmm. it. Right. Yeah. And so the faithfulness that Rachel talked about that we see over and over and over again in the mm-hmm. old Testament and God's refusal to leave Israel alone uh-huh. and his people alone. Aren't you so grateful. I'm so mm-hmm. grateful. Cause I, I say the Lord all the time, like, Am I the worst Israelite you've ever dealt with? Mm-hmm. Right. Because I forget as soon as he does. Mm-hmm. I forget as soon as he does. You and Paul. Right. Chief oh, sinner. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You set yourself up. Um, but it's, you know, we see the culmination of that in Jesus and in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like you can't it would be like watching crescendo. The, right. right. Like yeah. watching the climax of a movie without understanding the characters and yeah. the backstory. Yeah. Like you're gonna you might like get the it. last Harry Potter book. Right. Like you <laughs> might you can enjoy you it. get it, but you don't really, like, you don't get yeah. all the layers and yeah. you don't understand the depth of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's what we say all the time, you know, just 
we'll, we'll be studying something in the Sherry's Truth office. And um, Russ Ramsey, who works with us, he um, said twice uh, yesterday when we were working, um, and we were communicating over Slack, this like, oh, yeah. you know, you know Slack. I'm, I'm, I, that's where our list of questions is stored on Slack. Yeah. Nice. Um, but he was just like, the Bible's so cool. It's so I just cool. love the Bible. Yeah. And like, those are the things that we regularly all say mm-hmm. to each other because it's our job to just sort of mine the depth of that. Yeah. And we're constantly learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just we regularly have those moments where we just look at each other and go, this is crazy. Like, yeah. you know, just the Bible is really cool that's right to quote Russ Rancy that's right that's right he's also a prolific author but he says better things than the Bible is cool but that's very true but sometimes you can't you you the simplest thing is the right thing that's right because like I I don't I don't know what else to say like I love the Bible I do too I know yeah what were you about to say Ray well I was just how cool the Bible is and Rebecca one of our writers um was in my office last night and we were also just talking about how tough it has been to write for the book for the Isaiah study. Yeah. And she was like, I'm just supposed to write about how, you know, worthiness, you know, like yeah. the, the, so my, my chapters are about, you know, that Israel is unworthy and on and on. And, um, and I just said, like, I think my heart just gave to beat. And I was just like, I, it just makes me think of that scene in revelation, that scene where like they're holding the scrolls and they're looking around and saying, who is worthy to open the scrolls? Not who's <sighs> capable, who could we get to do this? Who's, who's got the right key, but like, who is worthy? Right. And it's like, and it, it's like the crowd parts, and then there is Jesus, and I think he's shaped like a lamb, and it's just like the descriptive scene is beautiful, and they just say like glory and honor to the one, like he is yeah. worthy. Yeah. And so like Isaiah makes us feel anxious, anticipation for the lamb that comes in the form of you know Jesus in the in his body and his death and he's the 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 lamb of sacrifice Mm -hmm. right he is that prophet priest and king like we talked about in advent but then like in revelation like he's worthy to open the scrolls and to like make everything come full circle and to to unlock everything that needs to be unlocked that we can live in the presence of our maker jesus wins so like who is worthy it's not us yeah we're like that's the spoiler alert for the sherry's truth isaiah study right we're right? not worthy, yeah. But somebody who is worthy is coming mm-hmm. and has come and will come again. Yeah. Thanks be to God. That's yeah. Right. And, you know, as we as we observe Lent, if we just sit in the unworthiness and we don't acknowledge the one who is worthy and that he has um, given his worthiness to us mm. by his death and resurrection, then then, you know, we we can't do that and that's right. where i you know that's why i think there is some warning that kind of comes with the observance of lent that like it is not to be taken lightly um and it has to be taken with the fullness of the scripture so mm-hmm. that we're not you know god's word doesn't leave us in our right. despair right. and leave us in our sin um god provides provides the lamb and mm. provides a savior mm-hmm. and there is resurrection from right. from death and there is victory mm-hmm. um over sin and death mm-hmm. and so lent is not a just woe is me right um right. i'm not worthy but the woe is me i'm not worthy is the road that we walk to see mm. the one who's yes. worthy yeah, yeah. and to get there and so it's all about gazing toward the cross um but you know when you gaze to the cross you know, that empty tomb is just past it. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. can't, it doesn't stop there. Um, but, but our debt was paid there fully, yeah. you yeah. know, and then, 
the icing on the cake that and we stomped you know, on old scratch we, we stomped, stomped on, on old, old scratch i really want a rug with a dragon i mean on it now. i know yeah. like don't you think Man, that every sort time of i walked like in my house door, right? that's what i'm saying yeah i have I such s- a thing to beat him right now i mean <laughs> and so i'm like, like i need carpet. a drag can she reach truth make a dragon rug like maybe it's like right I'm by sure. your bed so every morning sure. you wake oh up every morning you go scratch if anyone was gonna forget how today was gonna go yeah let me just stomp on old scratch one time to remind myself in the lord and the enemy yeah that every day mm-hmm. i'm gonna stomp on him mm-hmm. i like saying old scratch because it reminds you it's like he's i mean he's powerful but he's comparatively speaking it minimizes him fe- yeah. feeble, feeble yeah. man yeah all he does is yeah win. Mm-hmm. jesus wins i feel like that is an excellent way to uh Seal up the happy. Yeah. No, I almost called it the happy hour, Annie. <laughs> oh, I do love the happy hour, I do too, Jamie Ivy. No, is, but sounds this sounds fun. fun. But fun yeah. and happy go hand in hand. I know. She, I mean, I love her. She's yeah. had me on. I'm having her on. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, will one of you pray for us? Pray for Lent. Pray just that, especially because we're, this is coming out the Thursday before Lent actually yeah. starts. Yeah. For people to have some time to reflect on what changes do my life, do I need to make in my life? And yeah. for the next 40 days, we yeah. don't want people to diet. We don't mm-hmm. want people to use this as a self-improvement season, though you will be better at the end, mm-hmm. but, but that's about your spirit, not about your body. It yeah. Won't be you. It'll be the whole, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus improvement. Mm-hmm. It'll be stomping on old scratch improvement. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, I just, you know, I, I think I'm speaking not just for Annie. I think this feels like a thing, mm-hmm. but it just feels like this next season really matters. Yeah. And that, and that there's a lot of people, it, there's just a spinning a little bit of people, just some sort of like, something's happening here. Mm-hmm. And we, and the people of the church, the women of she, the she's, mm-hmm. the women of she reads truth, the men of he reads truth, just kind of what the church is going through and going yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I think it, I think it could really matter. Mm-hmm. So I want yeah, us to too. choose wisely what we do. Yeah. And how we how we participate either mm-hmm. in Lent as a season mm-hmm. or in the Isaiah study yeah. as the next study for the she's and the he's. Yeah. So Yeah. Let's pray. Yeah. I'll pray. Okay. Father, we um we thank you, first of all, for Jesus, your son, and for the cross. We thank you. We cannot thank you enough. And um, right now we bow our heads in prayer on behalf of all of our brothers and sisters who are listening. Um, we pray for them, Lord, as your Holy Spirit um, is already actively in relationship with them in one way or another. And Lord, as they are contemplating how they will um, act and move forward in pursuit of relationship with you, Father, I ask that you will soften hearts, that you will call men and women to you. As Amanda said, Lord, that you will tether um, tether the church mm-hmm. to your word. Lord, your word is true. And that's not just something we say because it's catchy. Father, your word is the truth. It is permanent. It's not going anywhere. And a lot of stuff is going a lot of different places right now. And so, Father, I ask humbly that you tether the men and women of the church, to your word, to you in this season of remembering how faithful um, you, Jesus, were to walk to the cross, to come as the prophet Isaiah foretold, um, and to to live and to die and to um, 
Lord, to, to give everything for me and for Annie and for Amanda and for everyone who's listening and who's not listening. Father, we thank you for that. And we just ask that you invite your sons and daughters to you, that you invite them to the throne room um, where they will find um, the sweet presence of their Savior. Father, I ask that men and women will, will join with you this season. And we thank you for your faithfulness. Amen. Amen. Man, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. They are so smart. You can just tell when you listen to Rachel and Amanda how they have like poured their heart and soul into studying the Word and knowing the Word. Makes me really, really grateful that we as Christians today have the resource that She Reads Truth and He Reads Truth provide. So if you want to study Isaiah along with us, you can do it for free on SheReadsTruth.com or HeReadsTruth.com. You can also get it on the app on your phone. So there's a She Reads Truth and a He Reads Truth app. So you don't need the workbooks to go through the study. They're not forced to exist together. But if you want the workbooks, they are still available, as are the Kids Read Truth cards that are super awesome. So, And it is okay if you order late. If you're listening to this and Lent has already started, go ahead and order the booklet if you want to. Go ahead and jump in. It is 40 days. I promise we are not going to be too far without you. So just jump in. Whenever you're listening to this, jump into this study with us of Isaiah. I'm looking forward to it in that way that you will look forward to like a workout class where you like, you know, it's going to hurt, but it's going to be really good in the end. That is how I always feel about Lent. And that is true today. So I'm so grateful for the She Reach Truth girls for popping in. So again, shop SheReachTruth.com is where you can get the booklets and SheReachTruth.com, HeReachTruth.com are where you can go to download the plans and to follow along for free online. As always, in the background is our sweet friend Ellie Holcomb and her new album Red Sea Road would be a great companion for this Lent season. So if you haven't grabbed that, go ahead and get it. And actually, next week, Ellie will be on the podcast and you're going to hear all about it. And we cry and you're just going to love it. She is incredible. And I absolutely loved getting to sit down with her. In a couple of weeks, we have another podcast coming where I am going to answer your questions about what it is like to write a book and what the process of writing a book is. If you want to shoot me questions, you can do that on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email me, Annie at AnnieFDowns.com. All the other places are Annie F. Downs, F as in fancy. I'm super easy to find, probably embarrassingly so. But I'd love to know your questions. When we first said this, a lot of people said, yeah, yeah, I want to know this and this. So I've got a running list. I've got a friend who's going to come in and chat with me about it so you don't listen to me interviewing myself and just give you one author's perspective on what it is like to go from no book existing to having a book due in July that will come out in June of 18. I hope you enjoyed this conversation today and are really, you know, truly thinking through what this Lent season leading up to Easter is going to be for you. Well, my fun for today was getting to talk to Rachel and Amanda. So I hope that you go out there and do something that sounds fun to you as well. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you next time.